Happy New Year's, and welcome to Copilot's Review, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows don't have the best pilot episode, and give it that second chance, mind just change your mind. Here we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinion of a show deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this time will be Jackie Chan Adventures. Jackie Chan Adventures is an animated show. Yeah. From the year 2000, 24 years ago. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it originally aired on the WB. Kids WB, yep. Yeah, I thought so. And that means Jackie Chan Adventures debuted in the Year of the Dragon, 2000. Yeah. And it is, once again, the Year of the Dragon. I mean, yes? No? Technically? I don't think it's technically the Year of the Dragon yet. Not right? yet. Right? Because Chinese New Year hasn't Chinese happened. Chinese New Year hasn't happened but yet. But 2020, there. the bulk of 2024 will indeed be the Year of the Dragon. And if you haven't figured it out, part of the reason why we're doing this is because it's New Year's, we want something to vaguely correlate to year things, and Jackie Chan Adventures heavily relies upon the Zodiac calendar of the Chinese year, so. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah, it's a fun time. So, Jackie Chan Adventures, if you haven't seen it before, is, I want to say it's semi-biographical to Jackie Chan's life, but that's not even right, like, not even a little bit. Yeah, like, I assume small bits of it may be inspired by his life, like, I believe the character of Uncle is somewhat inspired by his father, and then his niece in the show is played by, I think, his actual niece no that was just a rumor that went around they have the same last name but okay yeah like i she, don't entirely know she's not related to him neither is the uh, willie chen who's in the credits as another executive producer yeah willie chen is in fact or was jackie chan's like agent in the states yeah and they're not actually related but also the um person that played jay chen i don't remember her actual first name yeah she now works for google oh neat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways it's an animated show and it opens ostensibly in Liechtenstein? Yes. Although they say it's Bavaria and Bavaria and Liechtenstein are not the same. I don't know. Is Liechtenstein in Bavaria? Like Bavaria is like well, Liechtenstein is right. Liechtenstein is its own country. I don't know if Bavaria is or not. I think Bavaria is just a region. I think it's a German state, right? But if it's a German state, it means it's not in Liechtenstein because Liechtenstein is its own country. It's a Germanic country, but it's a different country. So Germany itself is all once called Bavaria. Yes, it looks like, and it was a region that extended much larger than Germany. Yeah. So if we're historically talking about like a Bavarian region of Europe. It would include areas like Liechtenstein, parts of Switzerland. Yeah, but even in 2000, Bavaria would not have been Liechtenstein, and Liechtenstein would not have been Bavaria. No, Bavaria is, like you said, a state in Germany. Yeah, it's a free state in Germany. Is and it? then I mean, that's what the internet just told me. Ah. Uh, I don't know exactly about that, but it's uh, at least bare minimum a state in Germany, a state area. And Liechtenstein is its own individual country. Yeah, with one of the highest GDPs in the world. 
And or at also, least was the last time I looked. It's also sandwiched between Switzerland and I want to say Austria, but I'm not for sure on that. It's somewhere around that area, though, yeah. But it's a tiny little country, mm-hmm. and they are entering one of the castles created by Mad King Ludwig von Liechtenstein. Yes, and as the show tells us, he's Mad King Ludwig because this place is filled with traps. And he would invite people to his trapped castles just to watch them die. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest... I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's Mad King Ludwig because he spent the entire country's coffers on just building castles because castles are cool. Historically, he was hated because he just built castles. Yeah, and didn't care about anything about the wealth of the country or the state of the country. In fact, he spent so much money building castles, he couldn't finish some of his castles. Yeah. I know for a fact, like, at one point, he had finished castles that were, like, fully finished, but he couldn't afford to furnish them because he didn't have the money to furnish them. Yeah, so they were just left empty. In fact, one of the most famous castles in the world mm-hmm. is actually a Ludwig von Liechtenstein designed castle. Yeah. It's the Disney castle. Yeah, the castle that Disney's Disney castle is based off of is based off of a Ludwig castle based, from Liechtenstein. Based on Luke Schwanstein. That's yeah. the name of the castle. So like he made neat looking well, he didn't make them. He had neat looking castles made. New Schwanstein was never finished. Yeah. Just so like but Disney saw it and based the Disney castle design off New Schwanstein. Yep. But anyways, they're essentially like crypt raiding a castle. Tomb raiding. Chan is an archaeologist, it's not tomb raiding. It's historical research, and honestly, it's about time someone did it to some European country. Jackie Chan is as much an archaeologist as Indiana Jones. Fair, but also, like I said, it's about time someone did it to some European country. I still, I don't think Liechtenstein was actively, like, stealing cultural treasures from other countries. I mean... Mainly um, because I don't think Liechtenstein has never had an army big enough to, like, do that stuff. True, but arguably around the time that Africa was being split up into areas in the mid-1800s for people to just go and steal their land and their stuff, Liechtenstein was part of the German Empire. And I'll be honest, I don't know if that means Liechtenstein was controlled by Germany or if they'd entered in like almost a uh, EU type deal like Britain did and was just partnered with like Austria and Germany. I still don't think it matters. I don't think they were actively involved in... I mean, look, at the very least, they definitely weren't as bad as Belgium, because I don't know any atrocities committed by Liechtenstein. It's why I had to be like, I don't know, maybe they were part of it. You know, while we're on the top of Mad King Ludwig, do you know how he died? No. So Mad King Ludwig was an avid swimmer. Okay. And pretty much every day he would go swimming out in like the lake or pond near whichever castle he was living in at the time. I feel like I've heard this before. And like, by all accounts... Just drowned randomly, right? A great swimmer. Yeah. Like, uh, by all accounts, one of the best swimmers. And he goes out for his morning swim. And just doesn't come back, right? None of his staff goes with him like they normally do. Yeah. And he just disappears from the face of history. Yeah, yeah. And there's the idea that he was just assassinated, right? (laughs) Who knows? But he, like, none of his staff went with him. And he goes by himself and just disappears forever. So, like, either he, like, was assassinated or, like, he knew he was in so much debt that he's like, I can't, like... I gotta flee or maybe he drowned. Who knows? He's just gone. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how Ludwig died. And nobody cared because they hated him. Yeah, basically. Hey, I mean, their GDP has recovered since then. So, I mean, good for them. And, I mean, like, they have a bunch of cool castles now. They wouldn't have those without Ludwig. I mean, that's part of how their GDP recovered. Tourism. (laughs) Yeah, because, like... You could go to Disneyland and see the Disney Castle. Or you could go to Liechtenstein and see the original basis for the Disney Castle. Yeah. Ca- and other castles. Castle New Schwanstein. Mm-hmm. Actually, you could see the Disney Castle, an inspiration for, like, I think, Beauty and the uh, Beasts, like, Beasts Castle. Beasts Castle is also based off New Schwanstein. Okay, yeah, but I think you, like, you can see a bunch of different castles. I think Aurora's Castle in, like, Sleeping Beauty is also based off of one of the Liechtenstein castles. Probably. Yeah. He made a bunch of castles. Mm-hmm. I think... Like eight or nine, and like that doesn't sound like a lot, but, but we're talking full sized castles, not like hey, here's this McMansion that looks kind of like a castle. No, we're talking like castle castles. So 
just giving you an example here, based on like our region, yep, the state of Indiana. Okay, how many times bigger than Liechtenstein do you think it is? Uh, two, two and a half times bigger. Five, five hundred and eighty-one. Yeah, I don't know the size of Liechtenstein really. Like I've seen it on a map, but it's supposed to be like a zoomed-in map of the area of Liechtenstein, which makes it very hard to tell. And I don't remember what the map key said. So uh, here's a better example: Rhode Island is about ten times bigger. Seventeen times bigger than Liechtenstein. Okay, yeah. Liechtenstein is so tiny. I think it's like the fourth smallest country in the world. Yeah, it's like, it's so tiny. And like, he built like eight or nine castles because... Yeah, that area does not need that many castles. My bad, it was seven. He built seven castles. Still too many. Which is like less than Germany, which is said to have like 3,000 castles, palaces, and fortresses. Yeah. Less than Belgium, which has like 300 castles. But like, we're talking about a, a place that is smaller than Rhode Island. Yeah. Having seven full-sized castles and also those castles being built in one lifetime yeah like differences oh, not, not even one lifetime let's be clear yeah, yeah, yeah he died at the age of 41 it was a lifetime it was his so like yeah but he wasn't like commissioning castles like his whole life it was i'm just... aware anyways we should probably get back on track to jackie chan which did we say the name of the episode no we did not that's my apology it's fine so it's episode one the dark hand it is indeed the dark hand and like we said, Jackie Chan's telling these people he's with about how Ludwig von Liechtenstein used to trap the castles. That's why they called him Mad King. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys he's with is like, I, it's been, what, 150 years? I doubt these traps still do anything. So Jackie pulls the hat off the guy's head and drops on a tripwire right in front of them. And the walls come slamming together in front of them. Right in front of his nose. Yep. And actually, I don't remember how long the guy has said, but like he... The guy vastly overestimated how long Ludwig yeah. was dead because... Also, it's weird that they're treating these castles that Ludwig made as if they're abandoned. Like, they're really not. But anyways, they get past that one trap yep. and they enter a room filled with gold. Gold that Ludwig definitely didn't have. One of the people was like, the lost treasure of Mad King Ludwig. It's like, no, don't get me wrong. He definitely lost treasure. But he lost treasure the same way I lose money at a casino. Yeah. It's not lost. I know exactly where it went. I just don't have it anymore. Exactly. And so, as they're all coming in, Jackie's just like, yeah, there's a lot of it, and we should definitely be careful. I assume the, he still has it trapped. In Jackie Chan's words, the booby is probably booby-trapped. Yes. And the same guy who, like, I doubt these traps do anything, grabs a very, very ornate sword and picks it up, and the door to the place starts to close. And then Jackie Chan grabs a staff and a spear. kicks a spear and, like, kicks it sideways, and it goes spinning and props the closing door that's coming down from the top mm-hmm. open. Enough and for his three companions to escape. But not him. Yeah, he runs towards it, and just as he gets there, the staff breaks, and he's trapped in the room. Then more traps go off, arrow traps flying from wall Mm -hmm. to wall. So we get the classic, like, Jackie Chan line in, like, everything he's been in, where he just starts repeating a phrase, generally in some form of exclamation, as just bad day repeatedly. Bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day. Yep. And then he finds a shield, kicks it up, and is using it to block some of the arrows. And then he notices what I assume is meant to be a vent system, because castles did have some vent systems. Mm -hmm. So he kicks his way up the wall into it and slides on the shield through a tunnel and then bursts through the outside wall of the castle. Mm-hmm. That's how vent systems work. They end in closed walls. I mean, honestly, it would make sense if this castle hadn't been ostensibly abandoned because actual castles, we've taken the time to like block up vent systems like that or even older castles that had, you know, the, the fun toilet systems where shit would just spew out the walls and then down the side of the castle make it look horrible and also stink. We've blocked those up in a lot of modern castles. Like a lot of old castles we in modern times 
times we blocked those. Yeah, you know, so they're more friendly for tourism. Yeah. We've also installed electric lights in a lot of these mm-hmm. castles and heating and air conditioning systems. Yep. But Jackie comes flying out of that down the side of a mountain. But that doesn't make sense because this is an abandoned castle. <laughs> I'm aware. In the, like, abandoned countryside of Liechtenstein. Bavaria. Ver- Bavaria, my bad. Yep, yep. It's a bad King Ludwig Castle in Bavaria. Maybe that's why it's abandoned. No one knew he built it. Maybe it's where all the money went. He didn't just spend it on castles. He built one random castle to put the rest of his money in. And that's why he disappeared. He actually went to go live in his castle in Bavaria that he built. I guess he didn't make it because all the money is still there? I don't know. There was some empty spots on those floors. And from what cartoons and things teach me, it's always completely covered all the way across the floor. I think he took some of it and just went to build castles elsewhere. So Jackie lands his improvised board or sled next to his companions. Mm -hmm. And we zoom out. We see a dude in like a suit. He's like, yeah. we're going to keep eyes on him. Then we see another dude in like a green suit with blonde hair and wait, no, he's not there. But... No, I'm pretty sure he is. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like both these people have some grunts with them. The first guy is bald, wearing a suit and he has like some other people in like normal bland suits and he says, we need to keep an eye on him. And then we cut to another guy also wearing binoculars in a green suit with like blondish white hair. Held back in a long ponytail. Mm-hmm. His name is Valmont. Yes. Who also says they need to keep an eye on Jackie. And then we cut to the opening. We cut to the OP. It's an anime. Yep. It has an OP. And it's mainly just a bunch of action shots of Jackie doing kung fu stuff. And it has upbeat music and interspersed with like the animated like characters scrolling past and like doing little action things. We get actual Jackie Chan doing the same poses. So he's like intercut into the movements of the animated Jackie Chan. And the very end of the opening is animated Jackie Chan punching this big sumo guy named Toru yep. in the face. And then we cut to live action Jackie Chan shaking his hand because he just mm-hmm. hurt himself. Classic Jackie Chan move of, I punched something really hard. It was harder than I thought, or someone blocked it, or I accidentally punched him out or something. Shake hand out, ouch expression, and then pull back up into a fighting stance. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to San Francisco. Yes. And it's Jackie Chan in an antique shop. Well, it's Jackie Chan training on a uh, martial arts dummy that I don't know what they're called, but they're the ones that look like logs with like branches on them that you're supposed to practice against. I can't remember what they're called. I don't know. Then he's practicing some martial arts on that when a bell in the room starts going off. And then we follow the string and cut down to the floor below where an old man at a register is looking at the shield and incessantly pulling on the string until Jackie comes out of his room. And then he yells for Jackie. Jackie does a flip off the second floor landing so that he's standing in front of this man. Well, he yells at Jackie to give Uncle a hug. So Jackie flips over the banister and down. And then as he goes to give him a hug, he gets cut off by the by his uncle, which is like, you didn't make coffee this morning. He's, yeah, his uncle smacks him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you didn't make coffee this morning. Uncle's heart only manages to keep going because of coffee. Do you want Uncle to die? No, go make coffee then. And Jackie goes to him and go make coffee. And then Uncle gets the one more thing. Yes. And then Jackie goes, okay, yeah. And then Uncle goes... One more thing. Yeah, repeatedly. And at first, he's just telling him about the shield. How, like, he doesn't recognize the writing around the symbol in the middle of the shield. And he's getting ready to take the shield back into the back room so he can look at it more. When he does another one more thing, he's like, also, your niece is here. Your niece is here, and she's going to be living with you for a year. And Jackie's like, okay, because he's just been defaulting to okay after each of Uncle's requests. Mm-hmm. And he says okay, and then he looks at his niece, looks back at his uncle, and goes, wait, what? I have a niece? Yeah, to which Uncle then explains, it's your cousin from china's daughter i thought it was his sister no he explains that it's jackie's cousin okay because technically jaden's being his 
cousin once removed. Ah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, it's just easier to have her call Jackie uncle and him to call her niece. It's the thing families constantly do when you know you're related to someone through a weird chain. It's just like, I don't know, they're a fucking relative, man. Yeah, like our aunt that lives here in town who is really like our mom's third cousin yeah or something like that and then that would make her like our fourth cousin i think it's and... some weird shit like yeah and no one truly understands the whole exactly how cousins relate to you through multiple branches of cousins like i think i understand that to like second cousins right? yeah and then like, it gets weird so like second cousins are just the children of your cousins I don't know. Or the parents of your cousins. No, that, that's uncles. And- no. See, I, I have no idea because if what I was seeing about Jade being his cousin once removed, that implies that the child of your cousin is then once removed from you. So it's a first cousin once removed? I don't know. Jesus. It's weird. It's why, again, it's just easier for Jade to call him uncle and him to call her his niece. But yeah, uncle explains their relation somehow and says that she's here because she hasn't been doing super well at school or like publicly in china so well, specifically hong kong which yeah in hong kong which I, is i don't think it was part of china in 2000 I, I think in 2000 it had been recently given back to china i think in the 90s is when britain gave up on it like gave it back i don't entirely remember i like how you're like britain gave up on it but that's exactly what happened yeah <laughs> i want to say that was in like the late 90s that britain gave it back 1997 you're correct so it's been China's for three years at this point. Yeah, which means they've gone through their whole thing of like, okay, you can still operate as your own independent city-state. Britain had this weird term thing that they set down when they agreed to give it back to China. It's all a bunch of weird bullshit, and I don't want to get into it. I just know there were some weird terms set around like Hong Kong self-governance that would then slowly see it integrated into China and Chinese like national control. But anyways, all the Hong Kong like nationality stuff aside, Jade is here because issues at home and she's going to be staying with jackie yeah and she's like 11 so i'd say somewhere in the range of like 10 to 12 age range that's my guess 11 wasn't a guess oh okay so she's 11 and when jackie greets her and she doesn't respond he just immediately assumes she doesn't know english yeah and then he speaks to her in chinese Mm -hmm. uncle has walked off at this point with the shield to the back room yeah and in walk the three gangster guys who are with Valmont. Valmont earlier. They're like, hey, it's the famous archaeologist Jackie Chan. You uh, you found a shield recently, right? Our boss is rich. He'll pay whatever you want. Just give us the shield. And then Jackie's like, well, I recently donated it to the museum. University, I think. Yeah, yeah I think he's at university, yeah. And then uh, a full-on fight breaks out between the three of them and Jackie. Yeah, they try to do the classic, like, intimidation. They're like, well, you know, get it back and then go to knock off some, like, vases. vases and stuff so jackie lands catches them all kicks a pillow to catch the third vase yep and then hastily puts them all back on the shelf and like backflips away so he can just sit in a chair all smirkedly and then an actual fight breaks out yep and jackie proceeds to essentially dog walk these guys yep he tells jade to go upstairs he's like go to your room go upstairs like he's like trying to get her out of harm's way yeah she does not listen the fight ends the guys get ready to run off they're like you have till tomorrow to get that shield back you better undonate that shield yeah and then they run off and jay's like cool Mm -hmm. and jackie follows after them because he's trying to figure out why the fuck they want the shield and we proceed to get a chase scene where jackie climbs on top of the buildings and runs alongside the cars because everybody knows once you're on top of buildings you can travel as fast as cars easy yeah like the only reason you can't travel as fast as cars on the ground is because there's other people and stuff Mm -hmm. in the way 
once you're up above it all, you're just as fast as a car is. So at a point, he goes to drop down a level on the story height because the next point is a bit too low. So he's climbing down a storm drain briefly. And then the storm drain snaps and he falls right onto the hood of their car. And he goes, oh, don't worry, they'll buff out. And then a fight proceeds to happen between the four of them. Yeah. They end up in a parking lot. There's a fence. There's a playground on the other side of the fence. But... Well, there's a park. There's another parking lot on the other side of the fence. Yep. There's a playground later, but they all kind of fist fight here for a moment before Jackie flips over the fence and is like, "Ha ha! I got away from you guys. You can't do anything." And they pull out the electric swords. Now let's not confuse this with like lightsabers or anything. These are swords that also have electricity going through them. Yes. And they proceed to cut their way through the fence. It's very very hot. They're basically almost plasma cutters. Again, not to be confused with lightsabers. Jackie then proceeds to backflip away from them, and during his backflips, lands on the hood of a car and grabs the windshield wipers and tears them off. Yep. And then he goes to pose with them against these guys and is surprised he has windshield wipers. Yep. I don't know what he thought he was pulling off of the car, but then he proceeds to uh, beat these guys up across the playground. Yeah, after shooting the children out. With a pair of windshield wipers versus their electric swords. And after they run away because Jackie has proven to be way too good of a fighter for them to deal with. Yep. Jade is there. She's, again, just saw him kick these guys' butt. Yeah. And she's like, oh, cool. And then some bald dude, the guy we saw at the beginning of the episode, who was like, we need to keep eyes on them. Comes up behind Jackie, sprays some type of aerosol in the air. And, and Jackie passes out. Mm-hmm. Though we don't know that it's the bald guy yet. We just see like, an arm stick in from the side of the frame and missed him. My bad. It's fine. We see him, like, immediately. It's just, like, that's where a commercial cut would be if you were watching it with commercials. Well, also, the gangsters go back to Valmont's hideout. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to Shindo. Shindo. Um, Shindo, Shindo is like that, yeah. a spiral dragon statue mm-hmm. whose eyes glow and can talk. Yeah. And is apparently like Valmont's boss and Valmont is their boss. The dragon is Valmont's boss. Valmont is these guys' boss. Yes. And they get back and they're like, we weren't able to beat him. He had windshield wipers. Yeah. Yeah. So Valmont scolds him a little bit and then calls for Toru. Yes. Who is... Jackie Chan is what, like five foot nine, five foot ten, maybe? I don't fucking know, man. And the big dude out of these three three gangsters is bigger than Jackie. Yep. So at least six foot six in that ballpark. And then Toru towers over him. Toru's like seven foot tall. He picks all three of these guys up in like a giant bear hug. Mm-hmm. And just is grinding them against him. Yeah. And while Valmont continues to lecture them. And eventually Valmont's like, hey, Toru, you can let them go. Don't want to kill them. And he assigns Toru to go get the shield. Yep. And then we're back with Jackie, who is waking up in the back of a van to see the bald guy from before and like two of the bald guy's minions. And he yells and then shoots upright and hugs the guy and greets him by the name of Augustus Black. He is Captain Augustus Black yep. of the Secret Agent Association of Section 13. We won't learn that till later, but that's what the name of his organization is yep. called. Here we learn that Jackie and Augustus haven't seen each other in six years. And that the last time that Jackie knew Augustus was working for Interpol. So yep. Jackie's like, those goons must have knocked me out. And Augustus is like, oh uh, uh, no, no, that was uh, me. Yeah. So the van pulls up into an alley and he's like, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to you about it. I couldn't let you know where we're going. This place is top secret. Look, Jackie, it's about the shield. And he's just like, oh, what? Come on. Why? Why is everything about the shield? I'm just, you know what? You could have just talked to me. I'm just going to go and I'm going to call a cab. So he walks over to a Look, phone he's booth. Like, oh, yes. I can see how top secret this all is. Mm-hmm. We're in an alley. That's t- that must be top secret junk. And that's a top secret phone booth. And he goes, I'm going to go call a cab. And walks into the phone booth as Captain Black tries to stop him. 
And the moment he walks into the phone booth, it shoots into the wall with him in it. Yep. And then we just get a small scene of him screaming as it tears along some invisible track. And then it comes to an end and he's like, oh, cool. And then it drops down and he screams again. Yeah. Eventually the elevator door is open and he kind of spills out. At the feet of Augustus Black. And he looks up, he's like, how did you get here so fast? And Augustus- Stairs. The stairs, yeah. And Augustus is like giving him like a lecture because they're, they're like on the second floor balcony overlooking yep. like a work area for a secret like secret agent facility essentially. Yep. And he's like, no, I, I'm in law enforcement now, Jackie. I'm no longer in Interpol. We're a super secret- Essentially, police task force. Yeah. When they get in, he welcomes into Section 13, and he's just like, but I thought you were with Interpol. And he's like, no, I'm with Section 13 now. And he's like, oh, so you're a spy now? He's like, no, police. He says it like it's the police force is different than what Interpol is, even though Interpol is an international police force. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Section 13 is just American, I guess. I have no idea. That's my assumption, yeah. But he wants Jackie to join him. Mainly because Valmont and his criminal empire have been going after archaeologically relevant pieces as of late. Yep, and Jackie, as an archaeologist, knows things. And J- also, he's a fairly competent martial artist, so like... Jackie objects. He's like, but I have my niece to watch and I have my university work. He doesn't yep. say anything about his niece yet, but he's like, I have my university work. I can't... And Black's like, oh, it'd just be lab stuff, just research, and it wouldn't be full-time. Yeah. And then Jade, on a moped, comes tearing through the facility. Yeah. And she's just like, she's yelling at him to like, grab on, she'll get them out of here. And so Jackie ends up grabbing onto the moped after like hopping onto a desk chair. Mm-hmm. And they proceed to just drive back and forth through the facility while dodging agents. Yeah, at a point while they're doing that, Jackie's kind of just yelling at Jade, trying to get some information. Like, how did she get here? She followed them. The stairs. How'd you get down here? The stairs. And she's like, how do you know how to drive? Never gets an answer to that one. And then eventually, after riding along the wall for a moment, he's basically even with Jade and he manages to turn the moped off. Mm-hmm. Which causes him to go crashing as she kind of slowly stops. And then she immediately gets pulled off the moped and has her arms put behind her back by secret agents. And I love this because Jackie's like, no, she's my niece. It's okay. And then Augustus Black is like, how did a child get past our security measures? Also, since when did you have a niece? And Jackie's just like, I don't know either. And then Taru stomps into Uncle's antique shop. Yep. And before he left chasing after these goons, Jackie told Uncle to hide the shield. Yep. Um, Taru comes stomping so, in. So, yes, but there's a small bit right before this, where Uncle calls Jackie, because Uncle says that the shield's not important to Jackie, as Jackie's trying to explain that it is, and then Taru comes in. Does it start with Uncle calling him, or does... Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Jackie receives a phone call from Uncle, and he's talking to Jackie that he can't, like, exactly figure out the inscriptions on the shield, but it's, like, some form of magical incantation, and that the shield itself is isn't important. And then Taru comes in. Yeah. When Uncle won't give him the shield, he takes Uncle and he takes the phone from Uncle. Yep. And he tells Jackie, I have your uncle. Every hour I don't have the shield. So da, 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 da. And Jackie's like, I understand. And then he basically hangs up and goes to Black, I have to go. Yep. C- can you watch my niece? And then he, then he runs off. Yeah. Then he gets to the shop trying to find the shield wherever Uncle hit it. And can you guess who's also there with him despite being told to stay with the special government agents who could not defend their base against a child? Well, he tells Black to watch Jade, and as he gets in the elevator to leave, Black looks down to where Jade was, and she's yep. just gone. Yep. So now, with Jackie searching for the shield in the antiques shop, there's Jade, and she just she's like, well, "Help me find the shield." Then he tells yep. her to go upstairs to bed first to her bedroom, and when she's like, "But I want to help," he's like, "Help me find the shield then." Yep. And she finds the shield. Uncle like stacked a whole bunch of stuff on top of it on a chair. Yep. So when she pulls it out from the bottom of the stack, everything else falls on Jackie. Yeah, slapstick, fun moment. But now that they have the shield, they're going to the top of a skyscraper to make the exchange with Toru. No, Jackie's going to the top of a skyscraper. Yes, yes, Jackie is, but again, they are. He just doesn't know it. 
Yeah, because he he gets to the skyscraper, and then Jade's also there. Yep. I don't remember how she got here this time. Stairs. I don't know if they run the stairs joke for a third time, but comedy comes in three, so I'm going to say she's got stairs again. Yeah, because they're on top of the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They trade the shield for Uncle. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't. Uh, so, what it is, is Jackie's not entirely sure about, like, trading it to Toru. Mm-hmm. So, he's talking with Toru, trying to, like, making jokes, but also trying to figure out what's going on, and Jade manages to sneak over and get Uncle away from Toru. Okay. Yeah. And then they all kind of fight over the shield. And as Jade and Uncle are making a break out the front door, the ninjas arrive. Yes, the ninjas, because after Toru left Valmont's headquarters earlier, mm-hmm. Shindu hissed something like, You could use the help, the shadow god. And his eyes glow red. And then now we have ninjas. A bunch of blue-skinned, red-eyed ninjas. Yep. And then Jackie is running away from Toru with a shield. They're running down the stairs and through the building. It's ninjas chasing them. Toru's yeah. chasing them. Jackie, isn't he still on top of the building? Jade- yeah, but they, they run down towards like the bottom eventually. And they're chasing. Well... Because Jade and Uncle get to get yeah. outside on the on the ground, and Jackie's on, still on top of the building and throws the shield down to them. And then there's the fight scene between Toru. Oh yeah. So all of that happens. It's mainly just a giant game of keep the shield away from Toru, but he eventually catches it. Yeah. Jade gets it when Jackie throws it off the building. Yep. And then Toru has Jackie, and then Toru manages to like catch up with them and get the shield. Yeah. And they re- they get away with the shield, but Uncle's like, "I'm telling you, the shield is not the important part. It is the talisman in the shield." And Jackie goes, "Well, they've got that too." Yeah. And then Jade's just like, mm, "No, they don't," and pulls the talisman out of her pocket. Yeah. Because it's got a rooster on it, a Chinese yep. rooster. Uncle then proceeds to tell them that there's another eleven of these talisman. One for each of the animals in the Chinese zodiac. And he also says that they're all magic. And Captain Black is, gets involved here. Well, Jackie goes to Captain. Black is like, we got the talisman, but they took the shield. Uncle says there's 11 more of these. And there's ninjas. There's ninjas involved. Yeah, and he's like, he's also like, Uncle says they're magic, and Captain Black is like, uh-huh. Sure they are. But I guarantee they're gonna be looking for the other 11, so. Is this when he has all of Jackie's stuff moved? Yes. Yeah, so he's walking through the Section 13 base with Jackie and opens the door, and he's like, I've had all your stuff moved here. We figured it'd be safest for you to stay here. And he's just like, what about Uncle? Then we see Uncle just purifying his shop, and Black is like, he said something about it ruining the feng shui. And, and then, then Jackie He's like, well, I have my niece I have to watch. And then we just glance over and see there's a giant pile of her stuff. And she's just like, awesome. Please, 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 please. Am I a secret agent now? Yeah. And they both say no. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. From that point, we get the end credits song. Mm-hmm. Which is a song by Weedus. An original song by Weedus about Jackie Chan. Yep. It's all right. It is a pretty go- okay end song. So what are your thoughts on Jackie Chan Adventures? Episode one, The Power Within. I'm the gonna... Dark Hand. The Dark Hand. The episode one is Dark Hand. Yeah. Power Within's episode two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Yep. I loved this show. It's I, a like, fun show. I watched it so much growing up. Like, God, it was so much fun. And I definitely have seen this first episode because I restarted the show three or four years ago. I didn't get very far. But I don't know if I saw it when it originally aired. I have no idea. But I loved this show when I was a kid. It, Jackie Chan Adventures was so much fun. And It like, was a very fun show. And technically, we lied. That wasn't the end. The end is always a question Oh yeah. to the actual Jackie Chan. And this question this time was, why a cartoon? And Jackie Chan was just like, well, yeah, what I is- always loved cartoons i really wanted to be a cartoon and having a show where i am a cartoon character means more people can see it kids can relate to it i can bring joy to kids and their families and i'll live long past myself oh specifically the question is what inspired you to make this cartoon but he's also like it's a good opportunity for me to make it because it's at a point in my life where people still remember me for the stuff i've done which i guess 
46-year-old Jackie Chan was like, mm, man, everybody's going to forget me in a decade. Nobody's going to remember who I am. I mean, actually, if you look around the time of 2000s, martial arts films were dying off. People weren't really giving him a lot of stunt work or anything. And then some of the roles they were trying to like pitch his way. There were multiple instances where they were trying to get him to basically just be Bruce Lee, which doesn't work because they had different martial styles. And also, I mean, also Jackie well, Chan was a friend of Bruce Lee, and it's kind of insulting to just be like, hey, just do all of his work because you can do exactly what he did. Also, Bruce Lee wasn't very much a comedian, was he in his, his Yeah, film? no, not really. They were much more like martial arts, wuxia style films. Yeah, like he had some where he did some comedic things, and Jackie Chan's done a lot of wuxia work. But Jackie, but he's it, always been a bit more tilted towards comedy, especially when it came to stateside movies, because that's basically all they would give mm-hmm. him if he was going to be the starring role and not just doing stunt work. That's the end of the episode then, because every episode, like you said, ends with a question from yep. a fan letter from a kid, essentially. Yeah, like, and yeah, so but my no. biggest problem yeah. with the first episode, and ostensibly the second, and continuing on in the season, is especially in this version that we watched, the audio gets bad at points. The like, first season's audio is a bit crackly in places. Especially when anyone emotes a lot or gets really loud in their delivery. And like you could say, oh, it's because it's on YouTube and you can watch it for free. But we paid for the like actual digital download version of it from Amazon. Yeah. And even then it still doesn't sound great on anyone's high end or when anyone gets louder. Yeah. I, I think part of that's just like it was low budget 2000s cartoon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because as, as much fun as this is, the first season did not have a huge budget behind it, even though it's Jackie Chan's name attached. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anybody expected it to like do well enough to get a second season. They well, got five seasons. Yeah, I, I fucking ninety five episodes total. It's a good cartoon. Like yep. it's fun and like the end bits with Jackie are always like just dope. Yeah, good show. Episode two then. The power within. So episode two starts back up from where episode one left off, mm-hmm. but. Jackie, Uncle, and Jade are at a Chinese restaurant. Eating food. And Jade is thoroughly upset because she just got to San Francisco from China. And they're eating Chinese food. And she's just like, I want like a burger or something. I want... She specifically asks for Tex-Mex. She's like... She does. She asks for Tex-Mex. Yeah. She's like, guys, can we go to a Chili's or something? Like, this is fucking stupid. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And Jackie and Uncle kind of just ignore her. And Uncle's just telling them both ostensibly about the legend of the 12 talismans. Well, yeah, it's like, it's almost like Uncle was like, no, we have to go to a Chinese restaurant because Chinese restaurants, especially in the early 2000s, always had like placemats with all the zodiac signs on them. And he's like, he holds it up. He's like, this is the Zodiac. This is the rooster we have. There are 11 more. There's a story about great power sealed in these talismans. And each talisman has its own abilities, own unique abilities. But they were scattered to the four corners of the world. Yeah. So as he continues the story, Jade's just like, oh, cool. So when are we going to start? Like, I'm definitely going to help. Jackie's going to teach me some martial arts. And it's going to be great. We're going to kick a bunch of butt. And we're going to get all these talismans. And as she's doing this, she's imitating poorly some martial arts moves. Yeah. She's like, when are you going to teach me how to do martial arts, Uncle Jackie? And he's like, when you understand that true power doesn't come from the fist, it comes from knowing who you are and the power within yourself. And she goes, what? Yeah. And as she's imitating those moves, she accidentally kicks a waiter. And then the waiter knocks over some stuff, hits a cart, and ruins another diner's table. And the talisman that they had sitting on the table next to Uncle lands in a bowl of soup. 
Yep. Also, a table gets set on fire, and Jackie has to pull the tablecloth off of a couple's table who was sitting behind them, yep. and uses that to douse the fire. And that leads to one of my favorite things throughout the rest of this restaurant scene, and that is about every other time we, we see their table, it will be accurately portrayed without a tablecloth. Yeah. And like whenever like it's in the background of a shot and you can still see the people, they'll have a tablecloth again. Yep. It's like anytime that like the camera's on them, no tablecloth. Anytime they're in the background, tablecloth. <laughs> Yeah, but so once they get that settled and they're settling back into their table, soup arrives for them. And Jade just starts scoffing her is down. And Jackie admonishes her. She's like, you need to chew your food. Like, what's going on here? You're acting so uncivilized. And Jade's You're just eating like, like a, a baboon. Yeah, and Jade's just like, chew soup. You're telling me to chew soup. And she just slurps it all up. And she's like, mmm, tastes like chicken. And then in walk Valmont's goons. Which, not, not Taru, just the three goons. Yeah, the, the goons. Yeah. Toru is not a goon. He's a henchman. He's like the right hand hench. These three are goons and they go to harass Jackie again. Yeah, these three are named Finn, Ratso, and Chow. Yeah. I bet you can't just by guessing which one's which. Definitely so, not. So we have a guy with red hair in a white suit and a gold medallion. He's overly ostentatious. Do you think he is Finn, Ratso, or Chow? That's Ratso. That is not Ratso. Ratso is the one with sunglasses. Nope. No? Ratso is the big dude. The big dude with blue hair? That is Ratso. That, the red-haired guy is Finn. Yeah. And no, the, if the big guy is Ratso, then the red-haired guy is Finn. And the small guy is Chow. Yeah. Because the small guy is Asian. Mm-hmm. Finn, Ratso, and Chow. He's obviously Finn because he's supposed to be like an Irish stereotype. Mm, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why the big dude's Ratso, but... I don't know. But yeah, they're the enforcers of the Dark Hand. Yeah. So they start fighting. Jackie runs them off. And then as they're all settling back down to dinner, he realizes the talisman's gone. And as he's realizing the talisman's gone, the goons are outside talking to Valmont on an alley across the street. On like a video phone. And they're talking about Valmont on this video call. And Valmont's like, so? And they're like, we beat him down. We beat Jackie Chan down. We we stomped all over him. But we couldn't find a talisman anywhere. And Mm -hmm. Valmont just looks at them and goes, okay. You will be punished. And just yep. hangs up the line. <laughs> like, yep. Uh, it's great. Val just being like, yep, okay. You will be punished. Good call. Yeah. And, and then Shindu has a line here about how the blind can never be made to see. And that he has something to give him that'll make it easier to find the talisman. So then out of the stone tablet that is Shindo falls a smaller handheld like staff thing. It kind of looks like a torch. Like Yeah. With, it's one of those type of torches that has like an opening on, on mm-hmm. each of the four sides and there'd be a fire in the center. So. Yeah. And it has four dragons on each side. And mm-hmm. that's all. We don't see what it does until it Bit. No, Valmont gives it to a shadow con and the yep. shadow con disappear. Yep. So then back with Jackie and family, when they realize the talisman's gone, they decide to take off after the enforcers. Well, Jade's like, we need to go after them. Let's go. We can beat them up. As she goes to take off and Jackie just grabs her by the hood and sets her by uncle. And he says, stay with your uncle. And then he runs off after. Mm-hmm. And then Jade looks at uncle and she's just like, hmm, the waiter over there looks really angry. The manager. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what? He turns to look. When he turns back, Jade's gone. And she's like, he didn't say, say which, which uncle. uncle. Yep. So. Jackie proceeds to chase these guys down. Mm-hmm. And when they see him, they're like, oh, fuck. And they run, which makes them look guilty about stalling the talisman. But also, they uh, just got their ass handed to them. They don't want to have it happen again. I love the enforcers that these ostensible badasses of Valmont's gang yeah. of the Dark Hand, A, can't keep up with one martial artist. Which, yeah. yes, I get it. It's Jackie Chan. He's essentially a superhuman in this show. This is very similar to like, what would happen if you'd given Hollywood Hulk Hogan a cartoon in the 80s or 90s. Like, he can't lose. Although, Jackie can 
gonna lose. Yeah, he does have multiple occasions in the show. Also, a Hogan cartoon would have been terrible. Absolutely trash. Remember, kids, take your vitamins and believe in America. And yeah, be racist. Yep. Which Jackie Chan doesn't have that problem, at least. Yeah, no. But my point being, like, Jackie is ostensibly way more badass than. Yep. So he chases after them, and Jade is falling is falling behind him, mm-hmm. and he catches her. Yeah, after he beats them up and he's just like, where's the talisman? And they're just like, what? We thought you had, had it. it. And he's like, weird. So they take off and he catches Jade. He's like, what are you doing here? And the entire time she's just like, Uncle Jackie, look behind you. And he's like, no, what are you doing here? He's like, he's, he's like it could be danger. And then like, she the grabs sh- his face and turns him around. And it's and, the Shadow Con. Yep, the Shadow Con ninja. And they have their little staff and it's talisman hunter thing. And it's like lit up pointing at them. Mm-hmm. And earlier when Jade was sneaking behind Jackie, she passed an alley with the Shadow Con and the staff yep. lit up. So like they know it's... That Jade has the talisman, not Jackie. Yeah, they have a... The thing they have just shows them where talismen are. It points in the direction of talismans. Because yes. it has got four faces. And Jackie's like, dangerous. He finishes the word. Mm-hmm. And then he gives one of the great lessons that he has in this ancient Chinese proverb. It is better to run than fight when you can run. Yes. So they take off. And at a point, Jackie's just like, okay, look, we're going to split up. They should follow me. And you're going to get back to your uncle. They so, split up. And... Jackie takes off down an alley, and Jade keeps running, and she realizes that the Shadow Con are still following her, so she's confused, but she stops by a dumpster real quick to grab a skateboard. That's been, like, taped back together. It's a trash skateboard. It's more tape than skateboard at that point. And she grabs a skateboard and a helmet. Yep. Safety first. And she's like, please hold together, please hold together, and jumps on it. And takes off down a San Francisco hill. And the the best part is she's like, oh, thank God it held together. And she looks back, and the Shadow Con are, like, getting small behind her. Yep. And then she looks forward and realizes, oh, this is a hill in San Francisco. And she starts freaking out because... This leads directly to the ocean and I am going to die now. And she's like tearing down this hill towards a bridge. About the same time that Jackie realizes he is not being chased by the ninjas. So the Shadow Con all jump on a truck so that they can follow behind. Yep. At this point, they've like dropped the dragon radar. Yes. Because Taru sees it. I think they dropped it in an alley when Jackie was fighting some of them off. Yes. Before they took off running? Mm. No. So they'll get it here in a moment after Jackie gets to them. Oh, yeah. We, see to- we do see Toer and all this. He walks out of an alley and we just know he's out and about in San Francisco. Yeah. So Jackie then like proceeds to like jump on cars to, to catch up with the Shadowcon. Yep. And when he gets on the top of the truck with the Shadowcon, he proceeds to fight them on top of the truck. Yep. And that's when the Dragon Raider gets knocked to the ground. Yeah. And then... Jade, Jackie, and the Shadow Con end up on a bridge that is under construction. A bridge that I think is supposed to be the Golden Gate Bridge. No, definitely not. It's got way too little lanes. It's only, and it's only It has two little lanes, but on the far out shot, it has the exact same structure of it. It's just, it's just a suspension bridge. Fair. So, they all get into a fight. Well, sorry, they all end up on the bridge, and Jade... Well, Jade's far enough ahead of them that she gets on the bridge way before them. And she crashes and goes tumbling over the edge. And just flies off the bridge. Yep. The skateboard plummets to the water, and she's left hanging in the air she then realizes she's hanging in the air freaks out cartoon animation style runs on the air and scrambles back to the bridge mm-hmm. and then as the truck is getting there i don't the know the driver finally notices that jackie chan is on top of his truck fighting a bunch of ninjas so the guy breaks way too hard it breaks and like swerves his steering wheel mm-hmm. and like kind of like lays this truck down flat yep. on the bridge and Jackie lands safely. Most of the Shadow Con lands safely. And Jade is like, Uncle Jackie, Jackie, I can fly. I crashed and I should have fell in the water and I was standing above it. And then I got a cartoon run back. 
and I can fly. Well, technically, she does that after Jackie and all the ninjas fall off the edge of the bridge, too. Oh, yeah, And then yeah. try to climb back up, and she That's... ends up dropping a giant winch on a ninja. Yeah, she throws a roll of steel cable. She throws the end of the steel cable down to Jackie to try to get him up. The other ninjas have fallen off in the struggle. It's just him and one ninja clinging onto him. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie manages to get on the rope, pulls himself up. The other ninja kicks Jackie in such a way that Jackie manages to flip upwards. Yeah. Land on the still, like, pylon under the bridge. Do the classic, oh, I'm about to fall, I'm about to fall, I'm about to fall. Manages. He grabs the rope, starts climbing up, and the ninja starts climbing up after him. Jackie gets to the top. And Jade, this 11-year-old, small Chinese girl, Chinese-American girl, Hong Kongian. Manages to push this whole still cable, like, roll off the bridge. And it's not even on, like, wheels or any, like, strut system that allows it to be moved easy. Nah, it's probably got, like, holes on it for a forklift, maybe. Yeah. She pushes it all off into a ninja's face and knocks him into the water. She already has the bull talisman. The ox talisman. (laughs) And then she explains to Jackie that she can fly. Yeah. And he's very confused. And then because, hey, guess who picked up the dragon radar device? While this was happening, Taru picked up the dragon radar, which I'm calling it that because if you're not aware, there's an anime series called dragon ball dragon ball z and dragon ball super never heard of them and in wait the, are those those like bad like spin-offs of dragon ball gt and in the series there are these things called dragon balls which if you have all seven of them can grant wishes and there's a device in the show that lets you hunt them down they're called a dragon radar the staff does the same thing but for talismans it's also shaped like a dragon, so calling it a dragon radar isn't, like, wrong. Yeah. Uh, but then Toru just appears behind Jackie, like, chops him on the neck and knocks him out. He doesn't so much chop or is him. a Vulcan... Yeah, it's more like a Vulcan neck grip, and, like, yeah. just grabs Jackie by the neck, and Jackie falls unconscious, and then he holds the dragon radar up. And, and points directly at Jade. So he grabs Jade. And then we cut to black, so a simulated commercial. And when we come back, Jackie is chained to a pipe, and Jade is strapped down to a table. And the goons are on another floor talking to Valmont through a video call again. Toru, as the, uh, the other goons are there. Oh, yeah. They're just not involved in the call process because they've already proven themselves inadequate. And he's like, the staff says the girl has it, but she she doesn't have the talisman on her anywhere. And Valmont's like, she couldn't have eaten it. It has to be there somewhere. Well, and, and Shindu it, advises Valmont to advise Toru that they should look within. Yeah, it's right, it's right after Valmont says, well, she couldn't have been stupid enough to eat it. Yeah. And then Shindu is like, well, if you've looked everywhere, you should look within. Yeah. So Valmont tells Toru to look within. And then he also adds the clause to get rid of Jackie Chan. Yeah. And the rest of the guys just stay down here. Which they're in a uh, cannery. So a bunch of fish everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Toru walks off to go deal with Jade. Mm-hmm. And Jade's explaining to Jackie that, no, she really can fly. And she's trying to fly herself out because she's like, maybe I have those magical powers Uncle talked about. And she's trying to fly and escape her bonds. Jackie's like, look, that's not going to happen, obviously. Even if you could fly, you're tied down. Yep. And Toru comes in and he has the staff and he holds it over Jade's body and it, like all four lights up. Yeah. And she's still struggling. And that's when they, well, actually it's before he comes in that they realize she has telepathy and not just flying. Because while well, she's trying to fly out of the bonds, she managed to lift up a whole bunch of boxes. All behind Jackie. And then he eventually realizes and he's like, you have to, tele- 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 you, you can, can move, move things, things with, with your, your mind. mind. Yeah. And then, then Toru comes in with a scimitar ready to gut her, but he has to grind it first on a wheel for dramatic tension. And she's trying to figure out what, how to like deal with Toru and she's like like making grunting growling noises while mm. lifting her stomach up to like make try to make this yeah. box of fish above Toru fall. And he's like, why are you growling, little girl? No, no, he has a line of, why do you growl? Yeah, and then the box of fish falls on him and he's on the ground underneath the fish holding the sword still. We can see his hand. We can't mm-hmm. see it. We can't see him. His hand is lax though, so he's just immediately being knocked but, unconscious. Well, he's, his hand's not lax yet, but like he's still holding the sword and 
then it relaxes and the sword falls out yeah. of his hand. And then Jackie tells Jay to use her now telepathic powers to cut herself out with the sword. Yeah, and she does. And just as she does, the the enforcers, the goons, Ratso, Chow, Finn, walk in and they're like, What's Wait, with all the noise? What's, what's going on? What's with all the noise? To and they look around and they're like, Oh. oh. So, Ratso and Chow go to deal with Jade and Finn's just like, I'm gonna take this opportunity to beat up a Jackie Chan who's chained to a pipe. It's gonna be great. Yeah. He's like, you two get the girl. Like, she's floating above them in in this warehouse area. And he's like, I'm gonna beat up Jackie Chan. So he goes to punch him. Jackie dodges, checks one pocket, doesn't find the keys, goes to get punched again, dodges, finds the keys, unlocks himself, and then kind of just lays Finn out. Yeah. Dog walks him. Yep. And then he dogs walks Ratso and Chow as well. And just as Jackie and Jade are getting ready to leave, Toro stands up. He's like, I hate fish. And there's a prolonged fight scene where Jackie consistently gets overpowered by Toru and mm-hmm. thrown around like a doll. And Jade keeps trying to help, and it's not helping at all. The first time Jade goes to help, Jackie's just been thrown into a wall, and she's like, yep. I've got him, and like flies into Toru and like kicks him in the back a few times. Yeah, she's doing Kung Lao bicycle kicks, but it's doing nothing. Or are they Liu Kang bicycle kicks? They're Liu Kangs, right? Yeah, they're Liu Kang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, one that, he's the one with the bicycle kicks. Yeah, I get the two mixed up. I have to remember which one wears a hat and which one doesn't. Liu Kang has no hat. Exactly. Liu Kang also can spit fire. Yep. Eventually, Taro gets a hold of Jackie. And, and Jackie is struggling a lot. And Jade's like, I kind of get throw the biggest thing i can find at him and she's like taru is the biggest thing i can find and she starts focusing on taru and lifting him up and he doesn't really notice it till his head bonks the ceiling yeah uh jackie realizes it before and though he looks scared at a point like what and the moment taru bounces his head on the ceiling he lets go of jackie jackie lands on the ground and it's just staring at jade alternatively along with toru floating in the air and jade's like i can't hold him much longer and Jackie's like still just staring at her and then Taru starts to fall and he's like oh and he dodges out of the way and then Taru he doesn't dodge out of the way does he he gets hit he dodges out of being hit directly by Toru yeah but Toru slams into the floor with such force that it does break it and Jackie still falls and Toru falls through like three or four floors of this cannery all the way into the ocean he uh he gets shredded at the end of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles super shredded mm-hmm. <laughs> right underneath the docks yep. everything and then Jackie meets back up with Jade. Because he's barely hanging on to the edge of a floorboard. He mm-hmm. didn't actually fall the way down. And him and Jade escape. Yep. And they are back up at section 13. Mm-hmm. And Jackie is telling Captain Black that. Uncle's right. They are magical. And Jade Captain's like. was flying. It was crazy. And Captain's like, no. Uh huh. Yep. They enter into Jackie's, like, living area now. Yeah. And then two doctors come in with Jade. Yeah, this is actually, I think, when we learn that they're living here. Yeah. Because he points out that it's because they are threatened by the Dark Hand. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't at the end of the last episode, it was at the end of this yeah. episode. At the end of the last episode, Jackie agreed to tentatively work with Section 13. Yeah, this is the point where Jade's like, does that mean I'm a secret agent? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, last episode ends with, like you said, Captain Black being like, will you work for Section 13? And yeah. Jackie's like, yeah. Yeah. But the two doctors come in with Jade and they're like, we pumped her stomach. She's very, very ill looking and not happy about it. We have the talisman secured and that's when Captain Black is like, you'll be living here. Yep. And does that mean I'm a secret agent? No. No. End of episode. Well, end of the animated portion of the episode. I mean, you get another Jackie Chan question. Which is, why do you do all of your own stunts? And he's just like, because the stunts were really cool and I always kind of wanted to do them, but I also wanted to act and I always find it kind of weird basically when actors would do a stunt in a movie and then everyone would cheer and clap when the actor showed up and just, he was just like is, is that what you got out of his answer i mean from like the way he was saying it it seemed like 
He's, his answer to me boiled down to, he started doing stunt work originally. Yeah. And he'd go to movies with his friends. And, he'd be and like, everyone would applaud the actor for doing the stunt work. And he, he was like... He's like, no, that's me. I want credit for that. I'm doing the stunt yeah, work. Yeah, I was, I was getting there. He established it in a way that like was more roundabout. It, it made him sound less egocentric, but like... Yeah, the way he established came... it was people would applaud and cheer for the actors for doing a stunt. He's like, well, I wanted to get that applaud and cheers because I had actually done the stunt. Yeah, he's like, so when I became an actor, I decided I was going to do all my own stunts. Yeah. But like... It, it really comes off as him being like, no, I used to do all these stunt work and people would cheer because the actor did these cool stunts and they'd be like, no, no, that was me. Yeah. And they'd be like, no, it was obviously the actor. And he's like, but it was me. Yeah. That's basically what it boils down to. Uh, which is, is honestly. But told sad. through a nice guy, Jackie Chan lens rather yeah. than Josh's cynical lens. I have nothing wrong with that motivation. It's a yeah, totally no. reasonable motivation. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, he's paid for it too. Like you can't be like, God. But, no, that was the end of episode two. Justice, what do you think of episode two, The Power Within, of Jackie Chan Adventures? I like it. I like Jackie Chan. Actually, yeah. I kn- like- I was have for a very long time, like, Jackie Chan's, I think, a great actor. He does great stunt work. He's a great martial artist. He did a movie with John Cena last year, or was it the year before? I don't fucking know. He's done multiple movies with a bunch of people, obviously. He's an actor who's been around for a very long time. But he's just, almost all of his work I've seen is just a fun time, and that includes... The Jackie Chan Adventures, to which Jackie Chan's work on it is mainly just answering a question at the end. Because he doesn't even voice himself on the show, does he? No, no, he does not. Yeah. There's reasons for that that, like, they've talked about before, which is they didn't think people would understand his accent. Because WB producers were racist. Mm-hmm, basically. And, but also Jackie said he was kind of okay with that decision to begin with, because he also acknowledged that he had a pretty heavy Chinese accent, but also he wanted to do stunt work and movies and martial arts and stuff, and he really liked the cartoon and wanted to be more involved with it, which is why I think they ended up doing the Q&A questions at the end, basically. Yeah. So you could feel more involved with it from Maybe. what i've heard about it yeah i know you're way more like into wuxia and martial wuxia arts films film. are amazing and like you're almost a, like a super fan of jackie chan you love all of his movies and like most of them uh but I, i've seen a lot less of his films than you like but i personally just loved this cartoon it was so much fun and the power systems within the world are all very balanced and like well written yeah when we get like, more into them the way the talismans interact with each other it's jackie chan adventures is a great show I know we kind of cheated in that we've both seen this before, but like... It's been so long since I've actually seen the show. Yeah, I, I didn't remember any of the characters' names except Jackie and Jade and Uncle, because Uncle's name is Uncle. I remember that the man of Augustus Black looks a lot like Lex Luthor, and I'm pretty sure the voice actor who plays him plays Lex Luthor in some animated form of DC content at some point. Honestly, Captain Augustus Black always strikes me as pre-Samuel Jackson, Black Nick Fury. Kind of, yeah. Like, he has the same type of, like, character essence yeah. to him. I just know that the guy who played him played Lex Luthor at some point. Anyways, thank you for flying with us. Thank you for joining us for the new year and Jackie Chan Adventures. And I want to remind you about the holiday contest. You just have to send us an email let you guys know what your favorite holiday film is to our email at copilotsreview at gmail.com and you could be entered in for a chance to win 50 free dollars to your Venmo or PayPal. That email should also include a way to pay you Venmo or PayPal. But if we choose you and you haven't given us a way to pay you, we can contact you. Mm-hmm. No biggie. So just an email with your favorite Christmas film. Keep in mind that it must be done before January 11th. Yep, we must receive that email before January 11th in order for you to be eligible to win that $50. But again, you just have to email us at copilotsreview at gmail.com. And if you want to get in contact with us not involving that, you can do so by emailing us at copilotsreview at gmail.com or finding us on Twitter at copilotsreview. Or you can find links to both the email and the Twitter and our YouTube and our Patreon and everything else we have all at copilotsreview.simplecast.com. That's copilotsreview.simplecast.com. Thanks for flying with us and please fly again soon. Oh,